You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. for joining me here on the Powerful Creator Show. I'm honored to have you here with me this morning. I'm honored to be here with you, Ms. Cheryl. Uh, All right. So my first question that I start off all of my conversations with, and I cannot wait to hear yours, is what does (laughs) it pressure on me there, Ms. Cheryl? (laughs) (laughs) No, just from hearing you on Clubhouse and knowing what a wise woman you are, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. What does it mean to you to be a powerful creator? Ooh. You know, um, you were going to ask me that question because you told me, but I really didn't want to do a whole lot of prep for it. So I wanted to be kind of natural, but I think that the, 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 the sincerest answer in my, in the process of where I'm at now really is just learning to be me, waking up every day and allowing myself to be me, no matter what I think goes right or wrong, no matter how. I may show up in, in regards to what other people may think about how I'm showing up. It's just about being me because when you get to a point where I believe that I'm at, where I truly do connect with that, I write my own story, then however I'm showing up today is probably connected to either consciously or unconsciously decisions that I made the days before and actions that I took have present moment uh, manifestations. So I'm just creating in the day that I'm in, right? With an an awareness and an authority that I am creating my life. So I'll be more mindful today about what tomorrows can bring. So just showing up as me, right? That's that just showing up as me. And how do you know who you are? It unfolds by the day, moment, right? Um, because I'm not fighting myself as mm-hmm. much, right? So even if I, you know, I show up and let's say I'm not as productive today as I want to be, and I use the fact that I wasn't productive as, okay, Sean, you didn't need to be as productive today. It fit because you know that if you needed to be more productive, you would have shown up that way. <laughs> so as part of writing my story is also accepting what my current state is with an, with an understanding that I always have the power to change it because just like that, I can turn it, right? And be very productive. And so I try not to beat myself up right. anymore, right? And then, and, and by doing that, I get to be more of me instead of who Cheryl said I had to be. Right. Because every time I was trying to be who Cheryl said I had to be, doing was shrinking. And, and what I love about the name of your, your space, I always say, make space for yourself, right? And when you stop living by other people's, you stop shrinking. Give your space, you give yourself space to be. And in that space, you can grow. You can change. 
and you realize you're not as limited and as bounded by, you know, all the things that you thought bound, you know, by, you know, bound you, right? And you feel you feel freer to be you. So when you do something, you're no longer saying that was a mistake. No, it was an experience that I get to learn from in being me, right? So if you ask me who is who am I, I'm I'm unfolding, and I am giving myself space to unfold as opposed to trying to force myself into being what I thought I had to, into fitting into the absolute of being, you know, a girl from Southern Mississippi, right? I get to unfold into whoever I choose to be. And that's giving myself space. Oh my gosh, you said so many things that are my favorite thing. I knew I was going to love you just from, so you and I met in a room on Clubhouse and I just listened to you and I can, you know, you get a sense about somebody if they're, I mean, like you're in person. I mean, like if I was in your space right now, sitting across from you, it'd be exactly the same. And I knew that would be the truth about you because you do, you have that energy of unfolding as you are, where you are, how you are, who you are. And let's talk about the power of allowing because you mentioned that a few times and I would love to talk about the difference between forcing and allowing and your your point of view on that oh wow yeah um you know I think I I have I have been a person that tried to force a lot in probably every aspect of my life whether it's relationship and I'm still you know I'm still processing right whether it's relationship career just existence, right? Trying to force it. Um, and what I mean by forcing it is you're going against who you're showing up as in the moment instead of, you know, acknowledging who's showing up as in the moment and acknowledging that regardless of what somebody may have done to you, you're still choosing to show up as that person in that moment, right? Um, forcing it is it, is, is trying to fight against that truth. Allowing it is just allowing that to be the truth because just because I allow something, right? I give it allowance, doesn't mean I'm giving it permanence. It means that I'm giving it freedom to change. When I'm forcing something, right? Then it, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm literally putting permanence on it, right? Because I'm taking away my power over it and I'm giving the thing power over me. Where when I allow, it's like, okay, this is what it is, but this is not what it always has to be, right? And so I, to me, the more I'm living in from a place of allowance, right? It, it, it also helps me emotionally, right? Because I'm not on the roller coaster as long. I might get on the roller coaster. I'm not gonna sit there and tell you, I'm, I, I can always get on the roller coaster, right? But I'm not going around and around and around as right. long, right? right? Because I notice it. And then yes. I'll give myself allowance. Oh, Sean, you're going around and around, right? Do you want to keep going around and around or do you want to stop, right? Whereas if I was forcing it, I wouldn't even notice that I was going around and around, right? right. But I will still be trying to go straight and get somewhere when I'm going around and around and I'm going to end up right back in the same spot. And then I'm mad at myself for not going some going further. Right. That's the difference between that's a huge point. And allowance. 
I love that you brought up that point, and that's such a big point in the um, because you've already you've again you've hit hit on that a couple of times too about the power of choice and the power of also noticing accepting. So acceptance would be another big part of that. Mm-hmm. that work for you? Because I know that you're, I mean, you've hit on it so many times. I'd love to hear you elaborate about that. Yeah. You allowance and acceptance kind of, I think, go together. Once you can start to allow, you, you accept, or you start to accept, you allow. And I think that what really empowers acceptance and allowance as a, to me, as a duo is when you stop separating yourself from others and life in general. And you start to have more of a connected existence, right? Because when you have a connected existence, I can allow, you know, Cheryl to be the borscht, her boisterous self, right? Because I don't, I'm not trying to force Cheryl to be something that she is not or she does not want to show up as today. But in doing that, I'm actually giving allowance to myself. Yes, and this is how it works, right? So sometimes, we, a lot of times, we we're trained to to not only force ourselves and force others, not realizing by forcing others, we're actually forcing ourselves, right? So we're creating frustration for ourselves, and of course, we're creating frustration for other people because don't nobody want to be forced into anything, right? But when you start to give yourself some allowance and you start to give yourself others some acceptance you're actually freeing both yourself and others at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is how you have a great life, right? You have a great life and you, because you're giving other people their right to have a great life. Yes. You know? And so, yeah. I, so acceptance is, is, to me, acceptance and allowance almost, once you start to accept, you allow. Once you start to allow, you accept, right? And then once you start to do both of those, resistance starts to decrease. You're yes. not resisting yourself and you're no longer resisting others. Right? Yeah. And that's, that's how you stay in a power position in your life, regardless of what may come up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you, you're really good at dropping the self-judgment piece. It took a long time. <laughs> it wasn't easy and I'm still and I still have to do it because we, you think about it you know you spend all of your life that being judgmental is how you're supposed to be even right. if I tell you when you don't judge nobody can judge right they you, they still teach you to judge yeah. and never realizing that every time I I pointed that finger at somebody else it came back to me and yeah. the thing it came back to me worse because the more I tried to cage other people, the smaller my cage. Right? Yeah. So, so you know, so when you're removing self-judgment, it, it's freeing. Yes. It's freeing on so many levels that I have to come to realize that I can't make you free. You have to experience it. You have to experience it. Because it used to, when, when I first started to sort of make an adjustment, I wanted everybody to feel this freedom, right? And I thought I could just, you know, you know, talk and make, make you feel the same way. But again, then I began to realize, okay, you know what? It doesn't work that way. Right. Because, you know, you're not going to connect to that freedom until you, you start to allow yourself to be. And a lot of us, including myself at one point, didn't think I had the right to be. 
didn't even know that that was even a thing because I was so busy trying to show up how I thought I had to show up. There's no space for me. There was only, you know, go to school, get good grades, get married, have children, get the bright pick of pants, get the, you know, do this, get, you know, make sure you have, you have this kind of car, make sure your house look this kind of way, you know, and, I, and I'm just, I'm just going and going and going, right? And never considering what I really, who I really was in all of that and whether or not th- that even really fit with me, right? And start to realize, okay, wait a minute, there's more to life. I, I need to start to show up a little bit you start to unfold. And so it's, it's just, it's a beautiful thing when you, when you start to be free in yourself. Yes, that is literally hands down my favorite feeling. And for me, that freedom comes from, and I think this is what attracted me to you so much too, because I hear it also in you. So you know how, you know, vibrations that are resonant are attracted to each other. And I was like, oh, he gets it. And so it's like that, the feeling for me of freedom comes with total 100% complete personal responsibility and yes. since that in you also and I would love yes. to talk about what that means to you oh you know self-responsibility for most of us right because we always always tell people we we always like to have the three alibis and I may have mentioned that even on the clubhouse talk right we'd love to be able to judge something we love to be able to blame someone and we love to be able to play the victim. It just removes all responsibility and puts it over there. But when you get to a point where you're wanting to take full responsibility of the good, the bad, the ugly, the sad, the whatever you want to call it, right? When you want to begin to take full responsibility, there nobody, there's nobody to judge. There's nobody to blame. And you're not a victim, right? It's like, this is where I am. This is my life. And I am empowered to change it. I accept what has happened, right? And 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 I'm going to now curate, one of my friends, Carrie, she loves to use the word curate. I'm going to curate a response to it. So instead of me living in a state of anger, at the lower scale of the emotions, right? I can start using the abilities that I have and I can curate a response to what I don't like. I'm not a victim of it. I'm not going to blame you because to blame you is giving you too much power. Right. You don't have, right? And I'm not going to judge you because if I'm judging, I am only connecting to what I think is wrong. Mm. everything about me is right even the things that I need to correct along the way right it's still right in the moment of this moment right and so um so yeah you have to have self-responsibility because if you don't have self-responsibility you will never see the change in your life that you want to see you will never have your greatest dreams that you want to have Right, because you are giving the power to something or someone outside of you, and I'm very, very big on you believing in yourself. Right, because if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to have self responsibility. It's always going to be some type of break between that. Right, but you have self responsibility. Yeah, you know what, Cheryl? Yeah, you did that, but you know what? 
I pass no blame. And even to the extent that I did pass blame, I don't have it anymore because I have an ability to respond. I can curate the best response that's going to create and align with what I am wanting to show up as in this world. Beautiful. I knew I would love your answer. And that's, I love <laughs> response. It's response ability. How much, how able are you to respond instead of react? And I know it took me a long time to get out of that. Um, vic- you still work through it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I'll fall back into it. Definitely. And, but then, like you said, I notice I'm on the roller coaster and I'm like, do I want to be on this roller coaster right now? Exactly. Yeah. And you, 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 and you can, this is how I look at it. It used to be emotional stuff emotionally would happen and would just knock me out off course. Right. I'm talking about, I may be out of commission for six months, a year, to be honest, I could look back and I could see years where I was out of commission because of one, one event that caused me to feel a certain kind of way. It then created a roller coaster of thoughts that had me going around and around and years had passed. Right. And all I, all I really needed to do was face the feeling of what I was feeling. But I was running away from it. I was in denial. I was not wanting to accept responsibility for it. I wanted to blame someone for it. I wanted to, you know, because look, playing the victim feels good sometimes. I wanted to feel that I wanted to, you know, play the victim or I wanted to be able to always have somebody to judge. You did this to me. You are a bad person. <laughs> But you're only judging because you think that there's a separation between good and bad. Yeah. Right? When you realize that good and bad really are the same, depending upon circumstance, there's nothing to judge. Judgment goes away. Right? So when judgment goes away, that's one everybody can't use anymore. Right? And then blame. Well, if I'm blaming you, I'm giving you authority over my life. Right? Yep. So unless I unless I only want to play a supporting role in my own life, you no longer can have that authority. Mm-hmm. You can no longer be the writer of my story, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a supporting actress in my life. I am the main character, right? So blame goes away. Alibi number two, gone, <laughs> right? And then I can't be a victim anymore. Because a victim keeps me in a space and I don't fit. And I'm bigger than that space, right? And so victimhood doesn't, none of those alibis work and none of them fit me because I get to allow myself to unfold. Yeah, I, that's beautiful. And Let's talk about, let's dive into a big aspect of this with the, with the blame and the victim and the, it's your fault. So having gone through a lot of trauma for me, that came up to a point of um, forgiveness, the F word. So let's dive into forgiveness and how do you, what does that mean to you? What does that look like for you? I would like to hear you share your take on that. Forgiveness. Um, I don't think you can really start to forgive outward until you start to forgive inward. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that depending upon maybe your age, your past life experience, you may be in the process of forgiving yourself for a very, very long time. 
for a lot of stuff that's already passed, right? Um, and the only thing you can do with others is give them grace, not because of them, but because of you, right? Because a lot of times the only reason why something needs to be forgiven is because you went against yourself, right? And you knew when you look back and you objectively evaluated, you knew you were going against yourself. You knew you were not listening to yourself. You knew you had a feeling that you didn't communicate, right? Because a lot of times we don't, we're so afraid to communicate the feeling, right? And then something happens and then we are feeling, you know, like somebody did us wrong and now we need to, now we need to, we need to forgive. But in actuality, it isn't what that person did or didn't do that you need to forgive. It's the fact that you did not fully consult yourself and do what you felt in that moment that you felt like you needed to do right? That created the need for forgiveness. Right? And so I think if you start, I think if we start to do more self consultations with ourselves and just in the moment, be as honest and as sincere in our actions, our words, our deeds with other people, you decrease the need for forgiveness of others, right? Because you're not having to work on forgiving yourself. Like for me, I've spent a long time, probably still do, to be honest with you, Cheryl, forgiving myself, right? But I'm, but I'm finding it as I'm un- understanding what I'm forgiving, I'm forgiving myself for not listening to myself. I'm forgiving myself for not going with the feeling. I'm forgiving myself for not living how I wanted to live. I'm forgiving myself for disregarding myself, right? And then, so as I'm working through that, I don't really have time to work on forgiving you because I'm not even mad at you. Because after I start to realize it, it's like, I'm not even mad at that person anymore. That person didn't do anything to me, right? I did that to myself, right? So trying to, you know, trying to live more uh, sincerely, I think reduces the anger you can have towards somebody else because it reduces the anger that you have towards yourself. So beautiful. And I feel like in cases of, um, with forgiveness, we're definitely self-forgiveness is such a big part of that. And then in cases where someone has violated you, I find personally that it's easy to forgive someone through the lens of compassion and knowing that they're living in a prison and in their own hell, feeling like they need to harm other people. When in reality, like you said before, you're harming yourself more than you're ever harming anyone else. Exactly. Exactly. When someone, you know, violate you in, you know, in any particular way, um, I guarantee if you did a psychoanalyze uh, them and went back through their history, it's tied to somebody that haven't done that to them. Yep. They're not processing it and they mistreat you in that process. It's just probably, I would, you know, I bet it's at least 98% of the time. Mm. Um, but you still, at the end of the day, you still can't even be a victim of somebody that has traumatized you. Because as long as you're a victim to the trauma that they inflicted, their trauma and them have power over you. So, you. so if you come from a place of compassion, as you said, because you should, you give them grace, right? But you also have to reframe it right, for yourself so that you get the power back, right? Because we're, we're such powerful beings that, you know, we have the, uh, the brain functionality that we can think about things that happened in the past, right? 
and we can give it a whole nother perspective that empowers us today. 100%. 100%. That's just fact, yeah. right? Yeah. So if we, can, if we have that power to do that, then sometimes you have to take even the most traumatic experiences that you, can, you have had in your past and utilize your ability to go back to that, reframe it, see it from a different perception, right? And utilize that in a powerful way today. How does that feed who you're wanting to show up today? How does it serve you? How can it serve you? How can you make that traumatic experience useful right. in the creation of your new life, mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, it's all about useful and not useful. Yeah. I can worry about what happened in the past. I can stay stuck in that trauma. Now, if that's useful, but if it's not useful, reframe it to make it useful. Yeah. Right. And that doesn't mean you have to play the food. It doesn't mean you have to like, continue to use you. It doesn't mean that the only reason why you think it means that is because you're stuck in the three alibis. You're still trying to look for something to judge. You're still trying to look for somebody to blame and you still like to play the victim. I had to realize I like to play the victim. I am LaShawn and I like to play the victim, but I don't want to play the victim anymore. You have to come to that place. That is so powerful. And I know another aspect of that forgiveness loop for me and letting go and dealing with a lot of trauma in my childhood was taking away the personalization of it. That I was always like, why did they do this to me? Why, why me? Why choose? And then what I realized one day, I had a distinct thought that just said, it wasn't about you. You just happened to be there. And then when you take away that personal aspect of it, it's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Exactly. Exactly. I think that that's where looking at things from a oneness, allness perspective comes in at. Because you're right, it didn't have anything specifically, right? You just happened to be there and they happened to be able to do what they did, whatever it was, right? Um, and, and I love how you just said you, you took away the personalized aspect. Because a lot of times we think everything in life is monogram with our name on it. It's right. just, you know, sometimes it ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah. You got the brunt of the pain that's it right and and so you know so seeing it that way gives you back your power right but, but you have to want your power back yes you know and sometimes that you not you don't even know that you don't want your power back because you're so stuck in your power and it'll be honest it, it can become comfortable in pain oh yeah pain can become comfortable to the, to the point that it, it feels good that I can pick up the phone and say, Cheryl, let me tell you about all the things that's wrong today, right? And it's cool. And Cheryl, listen, she's a nice friend. She's going to listen to me. And then tomorrow, next week, all the things that's wrong today, right? And, I, and what you have to realize is that what, what has happened over time is that I've become married to the pain. Yeah. I like showing up with the pain right there with me. Yeah. And so you have to just kind of start to say, okay, you know what? Do I want to show up with that pain? I want to be able to call Cheryl and be like, girl, Cheryl, I got so much going on. Life is wonderful. Life is great. I got this, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it should be that way. And the yeah. reason why it should be that way goes back to creative space. We live in the space and time where we get to create life. Mm -hmm. So you should be, I don't do this and do this. And you should be like that, Right. Yeah, because you actually have the possibility, the potential, and you have the space to create. So why not? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You're just 
such a wise, beautiful woman. I would love. Thank you. I don't even know. It's funny because I'm like, we haven't even talked about like, so what do you do for a living? I have no idea what you do. So I want you to share what you do. And I assume that you are in a inspiring capacity of some sort because you have a heart for uh, lighting up people to their purpose and their power. Thank you. Well, actually, I am a an attorney by trade. Um, so I uh, and I've been an attorney for over twenty years now. Um, and so I have uh, my own firm called the Fleming Bruce Law Firm, and here in Houston, Texas. And I also have a, a blog that I do called Freer Thinking Mind, um, and that is that is where my purpose and my uh, my passion. I pour that into my blog and into uh, my podcast that goes by Sean Speaks. Um, Because for me, writing and speaking were the two things that I've always wanted to do. Didn't feel I could do. Didn't feel I had the ability to do. I didn't feel like I wrote good enough. I didn't feel like I spoke good enough, right? It's like, oh, you know, you you minced your words. You did subject verb agreement. Didn't you know? All those things were so critical in my mind that it silenced me, right? Wow. And then if I wrote something, it's like, oh, you know, that's not right. That's in it's too long. All right, so I didn't write. And I can remember in 2019, um, I had you know had been thinking about writing a blog for like forever, right? And um, and I, I was in 2018, I think I was watching um, Seth Godin on something. I don't even heard of Seth Godin. Yeah. And he was talking about writing. And so somebody was interviewing him and, and, and he was talking about people coming to him all the time and say how they can't write, they can't write, they can't write. And he'll say, you know what, show me what you've written. And so they'll say, well, I don't have anything written. I can't show you. He was like, well, how do you know you can't write? <laughs> right. And I was listening to that and I never forget it. I was listening and I was like, that's true, right? Yeah, I'm saying I'm sitting there saying I want to be a writer, I want to be a writer, but I'm not writing, right? Or if I am writing, I'm not I'm not sharing it, right? And so I never forget it, never forget it. I uh, uh, had that on that self goat interview in my mind. It was on repeat, sure. When I tell you it was on repeat, that was like going on and on and on. And then, but in the interview, uh, he had told he said he told the person he said, look, just start writing. And after you, you've written something, revise it, you can revise it, revise it. But then you got to get to a point where you say, you know what, I didn't revise it enough. And then you just got to ship it. So I went to bed, ship it, ship it, ship it, ship it, ship it, ship it. So I got up in the middle of the night and I was like, okay, you're going you're gonna to do this blog. So I got on GoDaddy. I found me, you know, some websites, you know, names. And I said, okay, I reserved a couple of them. And I said, okay, Sean, I went and got my purse and got my credit card. I said, now, if you pay for this website, you have better create this blog and you got 24 hours for this website to go live. Now, first of all, I never built a website ever in my life. Let's just say that, right? <laughs> Second of all, the next day I woke up, I forgot that my daughter had a lacrosse tournament. So I was going to be at a lacrosse tournament all day. So I'm like, okay, Sean, you gave yourself 24 hours to do this blog or else you said you were not going to mention writing again. So got up the next day, had to take my daughter to a lacrosse tournament. So I'm at, at the lacrosse tournament. So I bring my iPad, sitting in the car, and I'm just like, okay, you know what? I said this blog has got to be live within 24 hours, and it is going live. So in between games, go in my car, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. I'm just writing it up. And when the time period came, I just hit release live, right? 
Because if I'm ever going to live my best life, I have to start to trust me. Yeah. And that's that uh, you hit on that note of um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, just, it's kind of this sense of I feel like along with this aspect of personal responsibility and inner freedom and self-love comes this sense of honoring your own integrity. Yes, I love that. Honoring your own integrity. And you're not, we're not generally, a lot of us are not taught that growing up. We're actually taught the opposite. We're actually taught to, to think and to believe, maybe believe more than think, because the belief can be even stronger than thinking, to believe that we shouldn't really honor our own integrity. Now, they're not saying don't honor your own integrity, Cheryl. They're not saying it's smoother than that, right? But there's a distrust that is implanted in you that's taught to you very subtly. And as you grow up, right, you realize that you don't trust yourself, right? I get an idea I'm going to have to call Cheryl. I'm going to have to call Carrie. I'm going to have to call Sharita. I'm going to have to call, go down my whole list of friends, right? For me to do what came to my mind. Because there's something that was subtly taught to me, whether intentionally or unintentionally, for me to not trust myself, me not to believe myself. But at the same time, I have to actually disregard the actual life I'm living because the actual life I'm living, I look around and everybody's ideas are in front of me. So somebody had to trust what came to their mind, right? And they had to trust it even when everybody else did not believe it. Yeah. I heard someone say, or I read it in the book and they were talking about genius and they made the case that every last person in the world is a genius. And of course I'm reading like, hey, you know, I ain't sure everybody, everybody no genius. But the, but the point that they made, and I thought, you know what, you're right. Is that the reason why you can say everybody is a genius is because if you spend the time to do the inner work of getting to know you, you have something so uniquely right? That's so custom to you. And if you learn to perfect you, it's genius, right? It's genius, right? And so, but the thing is, is that you have to trust, honor your integrity of yourself, that what's coming to you is for you to develop, for you to spend time with. So when I think about when I shipped it, my first blog, when I shipped it, that was me finally saying, Sean, I honor your desire to write, right? And you don't need anyone else to like. I don't even think you can do comments on my blog because it wasn't about anybody's comments. It was about me trusting that what I have to say has life, even if that life is after me, right? Uh. So beautiful. Oh my gosh, you're just such a powerhouse and just such a, you're just a fascinating, fascinating human being. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I just, I love your energy and your mind and your, 
your strength and your how you and the way that you have of articulating all of these things and then it also just inspires your I find it funny that you said you didn't think you could speak or write because I'm like oh my gosh I listen to you and you have an ability to like I said before it's like a little match that lights up that that little spark in other people and that's a beautiful gift that's your team I appreciate that well I appreciate that but I didn't always feel that way Mm. I did not always feel that way because I stutter right and so you grow up and it's like, oh, I stutter. I better not talk. I better not speak, right? And I think a lot of people have the whole fear of public speaking thing, right? Yeah. Um, now I don't, I just, I try to show up back to the original question. I try to show up as me. So if I stutter, you're going to get to stutter. But I'm still going to speak. I'm still going to speak again, right? Yeah. I'm still going to go for my shot again, mm-hmm. right? You know, because I always, I always like to use the analogy with, like, let's take a Michael Jordan, right? One of the best shooters, basketball shooters in the world, right, to ever, to ever have lived. Yeah. But did he miss a lot, too? Yeah. And he still, after that, after that miss, he still took another shot. And that's what I had to learn to do, right? I'm not going to always connect with other people in that moment. Or I may say something that may be you know, not, not a hundred percent, or I may stutter, but guess what? I still got to speak some more. I still got to show up some more, right? Because I'm giving myself space to, to unfold, right? And the only reason why I think something isn't perfect because I'm letting you tell me perfect instead of letting myself just be. And when you let yourself be, perfection is, is in being. Mm-hmm can only be. And I, you know, I'm very, I'm deeply spiritual. And I, I believe that we're all, we are all one and we're all sparks, like these little individual little drops of consciousness that came from the same divine source, living in these bodies, whatever shape, whatever sex, whatever color, whatever disabilities, whatever, anything that they have, whatever trauma they go through, whatever beliefs you come with, whatever gets imprinted on your energetic field. And it's up to you. And like, I feel like that's the life's work is to find your integrity, find your love, find your truth, find your passion, and to trust that that guidance, like that urge you have to write, and then noticing, like, I think that you hit on something really important, Um, and before we wrap this up, is like noticing when that certain thing that you hear or see sticks in your mind, like for you, it was that Seth Godin thing saying, how do you know, you haven't written anything, and you're like, So I feel like when you notice that thing that somebody says to you, that that becomes the catalyst for you doing, it, it almost is like it becomes the energy behind you recognize that. Then you're like, oh, that's the thing I need to do. Well, it, I think it becomes, I agree. I think it becomes the thing that helps to notice that you have to remove the separate, the thing that separates you gets you back closer to the oneness, to the allness. If you want to call it a divine source, I'm fine with that. But it's about getting you back to the oneness because the only reason why you see these divisions is because you were taught to believe them. But as you start to connect more with yourself, you begin to receive that those divisions are really illusions, right? But that also should empower you to just how powerful we are to influence each other. So if I can influence you to be small-minded in who you are, 
then if I use that, I can also influence you to be great-minded, right? I can influence you to be open-minded. I can influence you to be connected with me. And if you're connected with me, are you going to want to hurt yourself? More than likely not, right? So it's like you get that spark to remove the separation. There is no separation. You only believed that. Remove that belief and now you're closer. You're, you're more aligned with other people. Yeah, and the more space you create in yourself for yourself, the more you give people the grace of being who they are too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. Well, where can people find you and follow you and communicate with you? Absolutely. You can find me on YouTube at Sean Speaks. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook uh, by my name, LaShawn Fleming, but without the Bruce, just LaShawn Fleming. Or you can go to my Facebook page at Free Your Thinking Mind um, and Instagram at FYTM, FYT, FYT for you, uh, uh, freaking, free, think, free Your Thinking Mind for you, but just the letters. Gotcha. Um, and the same as on Twitter. So I am, and on Instagram, I have a link tree. So everything is on the link tree. Okay. So they can link to your blog and they can link to everything. Yeah. And I highly, highly, highly recommend anybody on Clubhouse follow you and hit the bell for when we know that you're starting a room to hop on in there because that conversation was really beautiful. And that space was really beautiful. And I love the I feel like when you show up as yourself, you give people permission to show up as their themselves too. Exactly. And that's the whole thing, right? I think we give each other permission to show up. Um, I think that the greater, I don't even want to like, I don't even want to use the word greater. I just think the true, truer life will be for us all. And you'll walk in a true state without resistance and you can't help but to smile right? Because you're being you, right? So I think that it just, but you got to give me space. Give me space to be me and I'll give you space to be you. And guess what? We will realize that this world such is so massive that there was space for us all, right? And that's what it's about. It's, it's space for us all. But I have to first know that I have that space for myself. Yes, space for yourself. And then also I like to do this zoom out where I'm like, I picture aliens coming upon this glorious planet in this galaxy. And I feel like finding an, finding Earth, finding a planet like this must be like finding a rose bush growing in the middle of the Sahara Desert that you would come upon it and just be like, wow, why don't these people see what a beautiful place they're on and what a miracle they all are and how remarkable this all is. And it's just a completely different reframe. And it I, really is. That's how it is, yeah. It, I mean, that reframing is, you know, if you just take that, just that, that using that, that example of, of aliens coming and put us in that perspective, right? You're coming to this earth, Right. And you get to live, you get to develop, you get to build, you get to grow, right? You get to look back and say, okay, you know, there was a time when there was no such thing as a downtown with all of these buildings. We created that, right? We created that. We, we built that. If you can just connect to that power, right, that opportunity, that potential, right, and 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 stay true 
to yourself in that potential, you will then be, you will then stop being victim of someone else's manipulation. Because all we, all it is is that we've kind of been manipulated to build some people's worlds, right? Um, and so you think, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. Well, you only got to do it because we, that particular construct, right? Instead of believing what you want to bring to this world. Mm-hmm. And so as an alien, you say, okay, you know what? I'm, a, I'm here. I'm here for a period of time. I get to be me. I get to learn me, right? That's the thing I think we got to get back to is you get to learn yourself, And if you can get to a place where you are okay learning yourself, now you get to enjoy life. And that's what it's all about. (laughs) Perfect, perfect note to end this conversation on. That was just beautiful. Perfect. Thank Thank you. Much for taking the time from your life to be here with me and with us and sharing your wisdom and just your love and your heart. And um, I know that we'll be connecting down the road. Oh, absolutely. No, thank you for asking me. I so appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Love it. You too. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to The Powerful Creator Show with Cheryl Sosnowski. Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.